Hello and welcome. I'm Manali Hirani, your host and creator of Fertility Education, shortly named as Fertility Ed. I launched this podcast with a mission, which is to educate people and share my knowledge about the subject of fertility. And by doing this, I believe that it will empower women to make an informed decision of their sex life and future family planning. And I'm pretty excited to bring you my next episode of podcast. Just to introduce myself again, I am a certified embryologist, hypnotherapist, natural family planning practitioner and your fertility advisor. And I have had my presence in this field for over 10 years now. And I'm using this platform to share my knowledge, experience and empower you on your next step regarding fertility. I will be covering a range of topics through my podcast episode which will educate you further to understand your own body and this broad field. And if you're one of those who are suffering from infertility, I want to tell you that you're not alone in this journey. And as a fertility advisor, I will try my best to educate you so you can keep your fertility health up to the mark. So let's learn, empower, and inspire. Right then, here we go. Hello and welcome again. Today's episode is special. I love it when people demand a particular topic because they are demanding information. office I'm proud of and here's one of it i was thinking to do an ivf series um sometime later as i thought that before i do ivf let me cover other basics but i know many of you must be starting your ivf journey after lockdown and can't wait to hear more about it than just basics so here i am with my first ivf episode this topic is too huge to cover in one episode but i will be doing my best to give you information in this 20 to 30 minute of episode today i'm going to talk about each step in brief but in future i will be doing the entire series where i will talk about each process of each step in detail and that will be an entire episode on just one single step of of ivf so that you know that what goes behind the scene which is kind of your right to know at least what i believe so let's begin and learn about ivf ivf this word is getting more popular nowadays like more of a normal word now i remember when i was studying reproductive medicine and started working as an embryologist my parents were still confused at what am i doing like exactly in detail what i'm doing it was super exciting when i used to work in lab and practically making babies but not knowing the intensity of that how responsible this work is then just mere of vaccination towards subject of or towards my work things started hitting me when i used to consult patients day after day listening to all news stories every day initially i was not able to relate myself with these ladies because i was not married or was not planning to have child of my own in that moment but and i was behaving like a practical medical professional who was taught to behave like that and who was learning and making career but then things started changing now after being a mother and decade later in this field i'm a completely different person with altogether a different goal but of all the things i have learned in reproductive medicine embryology and my years of practicing is close to me okay that's it this is the first time that i have shared my journey over here well i find it this is an opportunity for me to connect with my listeners great now let's get back to the topic today i have listed all these steps right from your initial consultation to your first pregnancy test in brief starting the ivf treatment process can be exciting and as well as nerve-wracking experience 
Usually, IVF is pursued only after like other fertility treatments have been failed. You may have been trying to conceive for months or more likely for years and years, but this is not always the case. Sometimes IVF is the very first treatment tried. And these are the cases like when a gestational carrier is needed or if an egg donor is being used or if um, a woman with fallopian tubes are blocked, severe case of male infertility or when previously cryopreserved eggs are being used. Still, even these cases, IVF may come after years of trying to get and after several fertility tests. Now, I have used the term IVF like n number of times. Now, what is IVF? Well, IVF stands for in vitro fertilization, which literally means fertilization in glass or outside the body. The name comes from the fact that in early days, the fertilization of eggs with sperms outside the body used to be done in a glass test tube. And that's why we used to call test tube babies. The term IVF is now commonly used to mean the whole treatment process of creating a pregnancy in this way. IVF may be the best treatment option for couples who are who are having difficulty getting pregnant or cannot establish a pregnancy naturally. And that can be due to whether infertility or low fertility. And because a woman cannot produce a suitable eggs or men cannot produce a suitable sperm or a combination of both, lead them to the path of infertility and hence looking for IVF treatment. Generally speaking, IVF can help women of childbearing age and sometimes beyond. But the pregnancy success rate for women using their own eggs does decline quite steeply after the age of 40. The ugly truth is that success of IVF depends on your age. Infertility is ageist. IVF is a blessing for many heterosexual couples, but not only for them. It is also a blessing for many singles or same-sex couples and may also often choose to get pregnant in this as IVF can be used in conjunction with donated eggs and sperm and also surrogacy. You know, approximately a million of IVF cycles are carried out worldwide. It is estimated that at least 200,000 IVF babies are born annually and this figure is constantly rising. One of the reasons that I'm doing today's episode is not only to give out the information but also gives you confidence the more you understand about what's coming next in your journey, the more in control you'll feel and the more confident you'll feel. Now, in a normal self-IVF cycle, it takes eight steps, starting from initial consultation to pregnancy test. Well, I have divided them in eight steps to make it easy for you all to understand. While every clinic's protocols will be slightly different and treatments are adjusted for a couple's individual needs. So here I am breaking down the entire IVF process in step-by-step step of what generally take place during in vitro fertilization. Before I start in detail of steps, I want you to understand the entire process of IVF in three parts. It will be more simpler to understand when I'll start talking about these steps. Well, there are three parts to the IVF process. Number one, preparing your body. Here you'll analyze your hormones with the doctor and prepare your body to grow your follicles. Number two, Retrieving your eggs. At this stage, the doctor retrieve your eggs and collect your partner's sperms or donor's sperms in effort to produce embryos. And third step is transferring of embryos. Finally, you will do either fresh or frozen transfer in which embryos are put into you or into your surrogate's body. I hope this gives you a little bit clear picture about what the entire IVF process is. Now let's get into the detail. First step 
initial consultation with your fertility expert. During the first meeting, you will discuss your fertility and family medical history, your goals, your options with the doctor. The doctor will review what you can expect during the course of your 4 to 6 week of your IVF journey. And also doctor will discuss about any underlying medical conditions, approximate drug protocol, the key risks and side effects and your chances of success. Most reputed clinic in the first appointment is geared up to give you all the information you need to make a decision. And that is the sign of a reputed clinic. If required, clinic might advise you to take appointment with a counsellor. Only if you need it or if you require it. I would recommend if this service is offered, do take it. Because there are so many anxiety, emotional hurdles that you need to sort out before you start with your journey. And yeah, I would also recommend that you take your digital or paper calendar and have the doctor review with you a general outline and timeline of what treatment will look like during the month you're targeting. And there are many IVF planners out there. You can actually go on Google or just look into Amazon. You probably get some of the other IVF planner. Okay, let's go forward with second step, which is, which is test and scans. Get ready to pull your sleeves and your pants down. I know this doesn't sound fun, but this is reality. The information that we are going to get from those tests and scans is power to you and crucial for your fertility doctor. Either you will be diagnosed in the clinic or they'll ask you to book an appointment in a nearby diagnostic centers. Where the staff is going to administer a number of tests on you and on your partner. And there are some required routine initial blood tests that are usually done at your first visit to look out for any risk to your planned pregnancy. Essentially, they are testing to make sure that you and your partner don't have any health problems or infections. Often you will be screened for genetic diseases and that can be passed on to you to your offspring whether you are or you are not carrier of it. The fertility treatment can be customized to avoid any inheritable diseases passed on and that's the interesting part of the fertility treatment. Doctors usually suggest doing these tests sooner than later. Because results may take a while and can delay your treatment. Moving forward to third step, which is ovarian stimulation and monitoring. After getting all these results, you will be visiting your doctor again to discuss your personalized treatment protocol, which fertility drugs you will be taking and your likely side effects. And when you decide to try IVF, you will have to start taking fertility drugs. Most women produce only one egg each month. Fertility drugs encourages the production of multiple eggs. This will increase the likelihood of a successful IVF cycle in future. You'll also be giving a synthetic hormone to prevent eggs that from being released before the desired time. Particular hormones will be given in a tailored doses to make your eggs grow. And this will create a hormone tsunami giving many eggs to chance to ride this wave. You may be asked to take these hormones in various ways such as uh, daily nasal spray or injections well injections are the most common way it is usually a daily injection which you administer yourself after instruction from the ivf nurses and the duration of those fertility and, dura and the duration of those fertility drugs will depend on your treatment protocol simultaneously you will also undergo ultrasound monitoring soon after the treatment has started they will monitor the response of your ovaries and the growth of follicles with ultrasound scans the ultrasound technique involves gently placing a probe into the vagina. This is normally painless and takes only a few minutes. Results of these scans will allow the doctor to adjust your medications if needed, 
to improve your follicle development. Occasionally, this stimulation treatment has to be stopped and your treatment pro- and your treatment will either get postponed or cancelled if ovary does not respond or your ovary is over-responding. Let's move forward to our fourth steps, which is collecting the eggs or egg retrieval day or ovum pickup day or egg pickup day. There are a couple of names to it. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. When the ultrasound scan shows a desired number of follicles have been achieved, they administer another trigger hormone, which helps eggs to mature and to be released. This trigger will be given in an injection form. 36 hours after the trigger injections, before the eggs are naturally released from the follicles, you will have a procedure to collect the eggs. This procedure is called egg retrieval or egg pickup. The trigger is usually given late in the evening and you will have an appointment for your egg pickup about 36 hours later. Your nurse coordinator will give you detailed instructions on when to stop the stimulation medications and when to use the trigger one. You must not to eat or drink for 6 hours before your egg collection procedure and you will be asked to come to IVF clinic theatre about an hour before because by the time you will be completing your procedures like your paperwork and prepare for the egg collection. Egg pickups is usually done under the local anesthetic. You will meet the anesthetist just before the procedure who will sedate you for about 30 minutes and then they will collect your eggs via your vagina. Don't worry, this procedure won't be painful as you will be sedated anyway. When the procedure is over, the recovery nursing staff will take care of you and then embryologist will tell you that how many eggs were collected. Most people are ready to leave the clinic for one to two hours following the egg collection. You will need someone to collect you from the hospital as you shouldn't be driving for 24 hours as you'll be under the influence of uh, anesthetic drug and then you should take rest for the rest of the day. In the meantime, your eggs are transferred to the IVF laboratory and held in a cultural medium ready for insemination with sperm, 3-5 to five hours later. Meanwhile, you are busy with egg pickups, your partner will be asked to produce a semen sample around the time of egg collection. Well, there is a private room for this procedure at the clinic. Alternatively, if you are not comfortable, if you live within an hour's travel time to the clinic, the semen sample may be collected at home and delivered to the clinic for the scheduled time and also it is recommended that man does not ejaculate for between 2 to 7 days before producing the sample. In some circumstances where the men cannot be available to produce a fresh semen sample, they arrange to freeze a sample before the egg collection and most clinic does it. If the man has previously been found not to have sperm in his semen, even though they are being produced in this testis, he will need to have a procedure called PISA or TISA, which is surgically retrieving of sperm, or arrange for donor sperm if needed. All of these will be discussed with your IVF doctor and nurse coordinator way before you start your IVF treatment. Okay. Alright, 
let's move forward with our fifth step in vitro fertilization and embryo culture in this step embryologists are working with your eggs and sperm i'm not getting into the details over here as it's a huge topic and also i would like to do in another episode for it meanwhile embryologists will contact you at this stage and let you know your fertilization results for about 5% of patients who have collected eggs on a particular day their fertilization might fail sometimes this is due to an unexpected problems identified either with sperm or eggs but sometimes there is no obvious reasons the fertilized egg is a single cell which then begins to divide by day 3 most embryos are somewhere between 5 and 8 cells and from day 3 onwards the cell numbers increases and cell begins to rearrange themselves starting to differentiate into different types and by day 5 some of the embryos will reach a stage of development called as blastocyst by looking at the day 1 and day 2 embryo development your embryo transfer appointment will be scheduled and now comes your sixth step which is embryo transfer usually transfer of embryos are done either on day 3 or on day 5 after fertilization Your IVF specialist will advise you when your embryos should be transferred. About 3 to 5 days after the retrieval, an embryologist will identify the healthiest looking embryos. This is typically done visually like by looking into the microscope, but in some cases genetic screening is performed and this is known as pre-implantation genetic diagnosis or pre-implantation genetic screening. The embryo transfer involves placing the embryos into the uterus using a thin plastic tube called a transfer catheter the clinician inserts a speculum into the vagina and locates the cervix an embryologist uses a syringe to pick up the embryo and place them on the tip of the catheter the catheter is then passed through the cervix into the uterus and an embryo is being placed in the uterus i hope you got it so far because i hope you i hope you understood so far even if you have not don't worry This is something uh, just information that I wanted to give you but you don't have to remember it. The process this process lasts only for a few minutes and does not normally require any anesthetic. You will be asked to have a full bladder so that clinician can view embryo transfer using your abdominal ultrasound scans. After embryo transfer the nurse coordinator will explain you aftercare medications and timing of your pregnancy test. Don't worry. This step is not painful. Maybe a bit uncomfortable, but and most clinics will give you a picture of embryo that are being transferred. And in some cases, embryo freezing is required. If you have more good quality embryos than you need, they can be frozen for future use. All embryos are cultured in the laboratory until day 6. In case any further embryos can be cryopreserved at this stage. For some patients, a fresh embryo transfer is not planned. for immediately like after egg pickup instead the clinician or the doctor may ask the embryologist to freeze all suitable good quality embryos with the plan to thaw and transfer it in future your ivf doctor will discuss this with you in advance and if they think this is the best plan for you of course they'll suggest you this moving forward to our seventh step progesterone support and two week wait after the day of your retrieval and before the embryo transfer you'll start giving yourself progesterone supplements 
Usually, the progesterone during IVF treatment is given as an intramuscular self-injection or um, as progesterone in oil, sometimes through progesterone supplement that can be taken as pill, vaginal gel, or vaginal suppository. Besides the progesterone, that really isn't much going on for the next two weeks. Like in some ways, the two weeks after the transfer may become difficult emotionally than two weeks of treatment. Seriously, you know. During the previous steps, like during the previous two, two weeks, you had too much to do. Like you, you have to visit the doctors, you have to take the medications. And now after the transfer, there will be a sudden lull in activity. And you may have lots of questions like in those two week wait, can you have sex or what if you have cramps? Of course, your doctor is the number one source for any of such concerns. All you can do in this two week wait is just wait and see if the pregnancy takes place. I would recommend to keep yourself busy and surround yourself with as much as positivity as much as you can. In future, I would like to make the entire episode on two-week wait uh, after embryo transfer, uh, things to do that can boost your chances of pregnancy. I promise that I'll do that soon. All right. Okay, let's go for our next step, which is pregnancy test and follow-up. Now, about 9 to 12 days after the embryo transfer, a pregnancy test is ordered. This is usually a serum pregnancy test and also include a progesterone level testing. This test may be repeated every few days. If the test is positive, you may need to keep taking progesterone supplementations for another several weeks and your doctor will also follow up with the occasional blood work and ultrasound to monitor the pregnancy and watch for any risk for miscarriage or ectopic pregnancy. But if the pregnancy test is negative, 12 to 14 days post-transfer, your doctor will ask you to stop taking progesterone and then you will wait for your next period. And then the next step will be decided by you, your partner and your doctor. If this was your first IVF cycle, another cycle may be recommended. And remember one thing, that your best chances for IVF success could be going through several cycles. Like having a treatment cycle fail is never easy. It's heartbreaking. And it's important that, however, to keep in mind that having one cycle fail doesn't mean you won't be successful if you try again. There are many steps you can take after the treatment cycle fails. There are many things you can do so that you make sure that you are fully prepared for the next IVF cycles. IVF is pretty successful. Your best odds for success may come from repeated treatment cycles. And age does play an important role in your success. And also the reason why you're suffering the infertility. I hope you understand the process and got the clear picture. There is so much to cover in this topic like IVF cost, risk factor in each step, potential side effect of each drugs, IVF success rate in detail, possible condition that could occur in your IVF journey, things to do in your two-week wait, preparation to be done before IVF. Oof, the list is long and I will try my best to cover them all gradually. Hope this episode gives you a basic understanding of what the entire IVF process looks like and will give you the confidence as you start your journey. If you think this has been helpful to you, then please do share this episode among your friends via WhatsApp or Facebook groups, as there are thousands of women out there who are looking for such information. Your one share can help many. Meanwhile, I'll come up with another episode soon. Please listen to the previous episode if you haven't heard them, as there are a couple of episodes which talk about the increasing the chance of IVF success 
These episodes are like preconception helpline male fertility. Please have a listen to all of them. Till then, stay safe, stay fertile, stay healthy and stay sane. And yeah, one more important thing. Please leave your reviews or feedback to us. It is really helpful. It's your love and support that keeps me going. And if you have any questions, you can always DM us on Instagram or email us. And if you need a fertility advisor for your IVF journey, you can contact us. All the contact details are given below in the show notes. Just one message and we'll be there for you to guide you at every step in your IVF journey, physically, mentally, emotionally. So this is all I have for you today. Hope you enjoy it. Take home a fair bit of knowledge and thank you so much for listening. I would highly appreciate if you can please leave your reviews, feedback, suggestions and questions if you have any. I would love to hear from you. So you can drop us an email on info at fertilityed.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube on the name of Fertility Ed. I would urge you to share this knowledge among your friends and relatives, be it girls or boys. It doesn't matter. Just spread the word and awareness. And yeah, don't forget to subscribe. See you next time. Until then, stay fertile, stay healthy. Bye-bye.